1: Mula sa Quezon City, ako si Robbie Alampay, Puma Podcast. For the third straight month, inflation rates have slowed. After what was a whole year of record inflation, we will discuss what's behind what is now a clear trend of more stable prices. The Murang Corriente bill's intent is self explanatory. It is a step closer to becoming law, but some consumer groups doubt its promise. We'll explain. Meanwhile, another bill the Senate has passed, the Pantawid Pamilyang Pilipino Program. That's the Four Peace Act. This would institutionalize a key poverty alleviation program of government. Will it deliver? And the President moves to return controversial reclamation projects under the control and supervision of the PRA, which he now places directly under the office of the President. This move also takes much power away from local governments. We discuss what's at stake. Yan po ang headlines for today. I'm Robbie Lampay Puma Podcast. Finally, it looks like a real trend. We mean the easing of inflation. Prices of consumer goods went up by 4.4% in January, a lot slower than the 5.1% inflation rate logged in December. That is three straight months of declining inflation after a year of what seemed like record inflation. It is also the lowest inflation rate we've had in 10 months. If all goes well, then the rate of increase in consumer prices might just slip back within the BSP target range of 2-4% to 4% in the following months. Here is National Statistician Lisa Bersales explaining the deceleration of inflation.
0: The slowdown of inflation in January 2019 was mainly driven by the deceleration in the annual increments of food and non-alcoholic beverages, alcoholic beverages and tobacco, and transport.
1: Overall, this could be a good sign for the economy now that consumer prices are easing back to government targets. But Bersales says we still need to look at the month-on-month inflation rates as well.
0: For the monthly consumer price index, uh, the growth from December to January is 0.2 from minus 0.6. If you'll remember, we were discussing this in the last briefing... That we noted that we have about two months with negative uh, month on month. The January inflation, CPA inflation broke that trend. And this is mainly due to non food items. Not many uh, gasoline stations have already uh, included excise tax, tax for January. So this report that we're having may not yet include the full effect of the additional excise tax from train. And the main uh, contributors to the upward tick in prices for non-food items are utilities, household maintenance as well, and repairs, and restaurant and miscellaneous.
1: The more corriente bill promises to save you around 85 centavos per kilowatt hour. Before you rejoice over lower electricity rates, let's take a look at what makes up your monthly electricity bill. It's not just kilowatt hour consumption that you pay for every month. Your bill includes charges that cover generation, distribution, metering, and government taxes, among others. Consumers also pay a universal charge which covers stranded contract costs and stranded debt of the National Power Corporation. In other words, critics say regular Filipinos are shouldering the bailout of failed government contracts through their electricity bills. The Murang Kuryente bill will lower electricity rates because now the government will be paying the debt of Napocor through the Malampaya Fund. Power generated from the Malampaya Project of Palawan makes up about 30% of energy produced in Luzon. The government owns a minority share in that project and has earned $207 billion from it. Civil society groups say the reforms are not enough to lower energy costs. They also argue that even if consumers are not shouldering debts in their bills, they are paying for it with benefits that could have been reaped from the Malampaya Fund. Here's Jerry Arances, Executive Director of the Center for Energy, Ecology, and Development malabas na itong mga utang na ito ay illegal in nature at hindi pinakinabangan ng taong bayan. In fact, ang nakinabang lamang dito ay ang mga korporasyon at mga mayayamang pamilya na nasa likot ng mga kontratang ito. Pag mo ang savings, doon sa sinasabi nilang magpapamura ng kuryente ng 50 centimos per kilowatt hour, di na mas malaki yung kapakinabangan ng ordinaryong mamamayan, ordinaryong household, kung ito ay ilalaan sa mga proyekto ng renewable energy. Ibig sabihin, yung paglalagay ng solar sa bawat bubong ng ordinaryong mamamayan Pilipino. Senator Ralph Recto says, Murang Kuryente is a painless way of settling NAPA obligations and wiping the slate clean. The bill awaits the signature of the President before it is enacted into law.
0: Mag-ano kami, tanim ng mga gulay, ma'am, yun ano namin sa pang-araw-araw namin. Masaya kami, ma'am, kasi nadagdagan yung sa amin na, ano, por- sa porpis. Ay, kami pangbiling bigas, ulam, yun, to, binili namin ng, ano, ng siminto, pinayos namin sa bahay.
1: That was Juliana Bubier, a beneficiary of the Pantawid Pamilyang Pilipino program in a video by the DSWD. Since the 4P started in 2008, it has served 4.8 million poor families. Now, the Senate has passed a bill to institutionalize the country's conditional cash transfer program. At the heart of the proposed 4Ps Act is breaking the cycle of poverty, particularly by targeting the poorest households in the country. Every month, qualified families could get 500 pesos as health grants and 600 pesos in rice subsidies. Their children also get 300 to 500 peso education grants. There are also unconditional cash transfer subsidies under the TRAIN law to help them deal with rising prices. But to get assistance, pregnant mothers must avail of pre- and postnatal care and give birth while being attended to by a health professional. Parents must attend family development seminars. Young children must receive regular checkups and vaccinations. Older ones must get deworming pills. Children under 18 and children 18 and under must attend classes regularly. All of these, however, have been under special programs of the executive. A law will make sure it will be here to stay. And so under Senate Bill Number 2117... There will be a regional and national advisory council to be headed by the DSWD. The council will determine the amount of cash assistance, taking into account inflation, and other benefits. President Rodrigo Duterte recently moved to have more direct control over reclamation projects. He signed Executive Order No. 74, which brings back the mandate to approve and manage reclamation projects to the Philippine Reclamation Authority. At the same time, he moved the PRA from under the DNR to now being directly under the office of the president. What's at stake? Listen to this corporate video from the PRA. We are PRA, the Philippine Reclamation Authority. We are the lead government instrumentality, mandated to reclaim land, regulate reclamation activities, develop government properties using environmentally sound estate development and management approaches to serve as platforms for innovative and sustainable social economic growth centers. In 2013, however, much of that power was delegated to NEDA, taken from the PRA. Moreover, under the local government code, provinces and cities were allowed to undertake reclamation projects using their own funds. President Duterte's order reconsolidates power over proposed and ongoing reclamation powers under the PRA again, and then places the PRA directly under the office of the president. NEDA and environmental agencies will still be consulted, but observers see a tug-of-war for what are inevitably big-ticket items. The players in this tug-of-war, not just NEDA and PRA, but also local government units. The City of Manila in particular, under Mayor Joseph Estrada, has approved at least three reclamation projects in Manila Bay that will cover hundreds of hectares. Malacanang says the office of the president can now have better control over projects involving not only billions of dollars in investments, but also environmental concerns. But critics are also wary of that power under President Duterte, suggesting that he could favor proposals from friendly businessmen. They also note the EO could only cover future projects, not those already in the pipelines, or even just covered by mere MOUs. Whatever the case, this promises to be a story worth following. Before we let you go, here are some things you need to know. Manila Bay is a tad cleaner than it was a month ago, but let's be clear. It is still very much unsafe to swim in its waters. What's clean enough for swimming? The government standard for coliform levels is 100 most probable number of fecal coliform, or MPN, per 100 milliliters of water. Only last week, there were 330 million MPN, fecal coliform, per 100 milliliters. Wading through the base waters now would put you at risk of diarrhea, cholera, typhoid, dysentery, skin rashes, and eye infections. Motorcycle taxis could soon get the green light from Congress, a bill legalizing motorcycles for hire past the lower house on Monday. If enacted into law, habal-habals, motorcycle taxis, and ride-hailing apps like Angkas will soon be allowed to serve commuters. The SSS reform bill is lapsing into law on Friday if President Duterte does not veto it. That would mean, among other things, higher monthly contributions from private sector workers. The final version of the bill has not been released, but previous Congress versions show an 11 to 15% increase over the next six years. And that's today's edition of Puma Podcast. For the latest episodes, subscribe on Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Maraming salamat po. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer.